Hello and welcome to the She Believed She Could podcast. I am your host, Allison Walsh. I am a corporate executive, entrepreneur, coach, professional speaker, and mom of three who is obsessed with mindset, confidence building, personal branding, and helping you create the life and career you can't stop thinking about. If you're a queen who's chasing your dreams, you are in the right place. I love nothing more than empowering you and equipping you with inspiration, motivation, and the resources you need to make your goals a reality. This show is designed with your dreams in mind, and I am so excited for you to soak up the knowledge and wisdom that my incredible network of guests will share with you. They're successful leaders, impact makers, and world changers, and they're coming in hot with words of wisdom to help you go farther, faster, and make epic things happen for your future. Remember that I believe in you 1000%, and my goal is that you do too. So never forget that you are a queen and you deserve to have it all. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite note-taking device because you're about to receive positive vibes and advice that will help you level up in business and in life. Now let's get to work. All right. Well, I have a very, very special treat for you today. I get to welcome on not just one Brian, but two Brians. You're going to get the chance to not only meet my husband, Mr. Walsh, but you're also going to get the chance to meet one of my best friends, Brian Schweitzer, who I affectionately refer to as my chief unicorn. We both worked at Advanced Recovery Systems for many years together. He became a dear friend and confidant and just one of my favorite people. So you get to not only meet my husband, and who I adore and love and I'm so proud of. And you will also get to meet Mr. Schweitzer. So, you know, today on the show, we're really going to focus on, you know, how we juggle it all, right? I get asked all the time, what is it like behind the scenes? Well, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the reality of it, the compromise, the sacrifice, the support, most importantly, and the admiration and respect that we have for one another. We're going to get into our love languages and why they matter, some of the mistakes, some of the great things, and really just share with you more about us. I have never had a gentleman on the show before, and it was my commitment as we entered into season five, episode 100, you guys, how crazy is that, that we would really do it a little bit differently, spice it up a bit. And so I wanted to start including gentlemen on the show. And I thought who better to kick it off than my two favorite Brian's in the whole wide world. And so we're going to just really enjoy the conversation today. I hope you love it as much as I do. And I can't wait for you to meet both of them. So more to come. Welcome to episode 100 on She Believes She Could. And again, thank you for being here. This podcast is for you. I love showing up here for you. I love creating content for you. I love the community that has resulted because of this podcast. And I just can't thank you enough. So thanks for celebrating with me today. And thank you for being here and for all you do too. So let's get started. All right. Well, now it is time for me to turn over control of the microphone, which is definitely a hard thing for me to do, but it is to none other than my chief unicorn, Brian Schweitzer. Brian, I'm so glad you're here. I'm thrilled to be here. And two things I love is taking control from you and capturing a microphone and another crown. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I heard this is episode 100. And I know with 100, you sell, that's the year of the diamond. So I'm, I'm hoping this, this guest hosting position that I'm running here today is coming with a, a set of diamonds because you do know diamonds are a girl's best friend and none, nothing else that I love more than, than having control and having those diamonds. So thank you so much for having me, Allison. I, I can always say and share with folks today that, you know, I, I think of Allison as my Oprah and I encourage everyone else to find their Oprah in life. I'm very much Gail. 
totally Gail through and through. But uh, as we're going through today, think about who in life is your Oprah and who are you a Gail to? But uh, I do want to kick us on over. Let's go ahead and jump into some questions. Today, we've got the other Brian, Brian number one, Allison's husband with us today. And we're going to be going through a list of questions that y'all have been probably wanting to know over the last 99 episodes. So let's just jump right on in. I would love to know more about uh, the moment or moments in life where you both had a significant shift internally that really occurred and helped shape the life that you're in today? Uh, ladies first. Well, I've had a lot of moments. Um, I think there's definitely been pivotal moments for me at certain times in which I can actually pinpoint and say, if I had not made those decisions, I would not be here now. Um, I had the honor of uh, serving the state as Miss Florida, which we've talked about a lot of, on the show, but the moments leading up to it really were pivotal for me. You know, I moved down to Miami uh, right after graduation. I was initially engaged to somebody else. Sorry, Brian, um, but it brought me to Miami. And it was during that period of my life in which I honestly was really, really lost. I didn't know what I wanted. I was just kind of going with the flow and I had lost a lot of the ambition and hustle and drive that I had while I was at the University of Florida as I was just trying to figure things out. One of the big eureka moments was that I was not with the person I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with. And I actually called off that engagement the week before I checked in for Miss Florida and ultimately ended up winning Miss Florida. And, and of course my life changed significantly from that point on. But I think that that decision was a really, really important one. And it gave me permission to lean and go all in on the dreams that I had for myself. And as a result, so many doors have opened. My life was forever changed. And I'm so grateful for all of those experiences. Mr. Walsh, what about you? So I think that the two for me that really stand out are, are um, coming out of undergrad and trying to choose which law school I wanted to go to. Um, the president of my undergrad is like, if you want to go here, I'll get you in. And he made me an offer to go to one of the best schools in the country. And I, I, I actually turned him down. And I said, no, I, I kind of want to do this on my own. And, and I chose a, a school in San Diego, um, moved clear across the country, started my life over out there and, and, and had a blast. And that first summer, um, the next decision I made put me in Europe for eight weeks, um, backpacking, having a great time, and studying international constitutional law with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. It was amazing. Um, but that program was run through Hofstra. And when I got back from Europe that summer and I saw what my dad looked like and he was struggling with his health and, and fighting cancer and things, I said, I can't be 3,000 miles away anymore. I got I to gotta transfer. And I, you know, that moment I made the decision, I transferred to Hofstra and everything else led me to where I'm at now. I mean, that, that's really it. Like that's probably the most pivotal one. Wow. RBG. I, I didn't know this. This is, this is great. So tell me, yeah. what is your biggest takeaway from RBG, the RBG days? Um, you know, she is phenomenal. Well, was phenomenal. Rest her soul. She was just the most elegant and poised woman you could imagine. And I have a picture with her here somewhere. Um, tiny little thing, maybe stood about four and a half, four, 10 or so. Um, but just grace and elegance and intellect beyond bounds. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much. And, and Brian, you hinted to this, but you both went to law school. Why? Tell me more about why and, and what are you doing now? Are you using law school? Are you practicing? Allison, you want to go first? Sure. I'm not practicing. 
I, again, was still trying to figure out life. I feel like my entire twenties, I was just trying to figure out life. Um, I had this mission. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of us do. And I think there's this like facade that you have to know, and you really don't, you just have to keep leaning into what's next, but that's another story. Um, so no, I had this vision of going to law school. I was a huge advocate for eating disorders, prevention, awareness, access to treatment. So many of the people that we were helping in our foundation back in the day were having a lot of uh, difficulty actually being able to access the benefits that would pay for their care. And there was this amazing woman, Lisa Cantor. She's still practicing law to this day that was on the West coast. That was just really trailblazing when it came to uh, being able to get this access for people. And I wanted to to be the Lisa Cantor of the East Coast. And so that was what initially prompted me to go to law school. I ended up getting to law school, realizing that I hated it. And meanwhile, Mr. Walsh had gone to law school and told me, he's like, I'm not doing this again. You're on your own. Like you can't, I'm not your study buddy. So you've got to really do this. And I just realized that I wanted the legal education. I still wanted to finish it, but I wasn't going to be practicing it. And so for me, uh, I'm grateful that I have it. I accumulated a lot of student loan dollars as a result of it, but again, you live and you learn. And so I am not practicing. However, Mr. Walsh is, so I'll let him tell you what he's doing now. I I do. I I do practice. Um, I have a small firm, um, Walsh Banks Law here in Orlando. We are a business franchise real estate firm. Uh, And then on top of that, I'm a licensed title insurance agent. We started a title company as well, and they go hand in hand. Um, I went to law school because in the 90s, I was working as a medic in Pennsylvania. And and I said, you know, this is a great job at all. I loved it. It was so much fun riding around in the ambulance and medic unit and and everything else, Um, knowing that you're saving lives and making a difference and impacting people's lives and stuff, right? But I just said, this isn't what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to do something more. I want to sit in an air conditioned office. I don't want to be out in the elements. Um, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd like to work less hours and make more money. Part of that came true. I, I do work slightly less hours. Um, but, but um, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and that's where I'm at, where I'm at. Well, I know that you're working for Allison too. So that can't be less hours. That's for sure. I, I know I know that <laughs> firsthand. I know that absolute firsthand. So all yeah. these white beer or white hairs in my beard that everyone can't see is uh, definitely from working from Allison. So, hey, let's let's shift over to a, another one of my favorite questions. And I love this story. But tell me, how, how did you meet? Who wants to answer? Who wants to go first here? How did the two of you meet? Brian, you tell this way better. She internet me. stalked me. She internet stalked <laughs> me. That, that's the truth. She slid into um, your DMs? It kind of, well, back then there weren't really DMs. Oh, I mean, oh okay, know. okay, yeah. I'm, no joke. She she sent me an email randomly at at, at work one Monday morning. Um, but of course there was stuff that preceded that, right? Um, so she was well at the time that I met her, she was dating somebody else, and you know she came walking into the conference room where we were having at the law firm I was at. We're having a happy hour. And the second she walked in the door, I went, that's it. That's, that's my person. That's her. Um, you know, and then I got to meet her and, and, you know, took about six months of casually hanging out here and there and stuff like that. And, and, you know, an opportunity presented itself and, um, I jumped all over that opportunity and, and it was, it's been pretty much bliss ever since. I couldn't agree. I say pretty, pretty much, much because bliss. You, pretty you, much you know, bliss. yeah, well, it's, it's pretty much because you, Brian, you can appreciate 
she can be a little intense sometimes. Oh my god, slightly. But you know what? I feel like her stories, Brian. Brian, our our stories are very parallel. It was very much she was when I met her too. Is for very different reasons for a job that we worked at together for many years. But it was very much the one from the moment that I met her. Uh, it has been bliss. It's been fun. But Allison, what is your side of of meeting Brian? Yeah, no, I mean, I was intrigued, right? As you mentioned, I was dating somebody else and thankfully that one ended, but um, it was fast, right? Like I think once our attention really turned towards each other, we knew quickly that we were meant to be together. And so, you know, moved in quickly, um, got engaged quickly and got married a year to the date of our first real date. And so it was amazing. And I think for us, we got really lucky with the fact that, you know, I think we were swept away by this fairy tale and, you know, maybe lucky is not the right word, but we, we got to know each other on a really deep level and trusted each other because life really got hard for us right after we got married. And, you know, we talked about me going to law school, but I quit my job to go to law school. Uh, We actually moved up the wedding. We were initially going to get married in October. We ended up getting married in May so I could start law school in August. And, you know, it was a couple months into that adventure that Brian unfortunately lost his job. It was the recession to 2008, 2009, right? And it hit us hard. And thankfully, you know, I think that experience right there was pretty indicative of if we were going to be able to weather storms in the future. And thankfully we were able to, and and it took us several years. I mean, there are so many stories and things that we can share as far as like the hardship and what we had to do to fight through that. And I mean, our electricity getting cut off, all of these things, right. We lived through over the period of those next few years following that experience, but we were there for each other and it did get hard. But I think that that also helped us learn so much about who we are as a couple, who we are individually and how hard we were willing to work for this relationship. So, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for that, but yeah, it was fast once we started dating for sure. I think you love me. I think you love me. (laughs) That's what I told him. I challenged him. I took her to, I took her to see some friends of mine because I wanted to, you know, she did this to me too, by the way, date by committee. This, this is no joke. Um, But I, I had some friends and and they were all getting together one weekend and I said, come on, let's go over. I want you to meet everybody. And we're sitting at a bar by ourselves. And, and she just looked at me and said, I think you love me. Um, you know, and, and I mean, we were what, two weeks in at that point, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she's to, to her point, it, it, we knew right off. I mean, we knew quickly. It, it also, you know, yeah. She moves fast. And it reminds me of Kelly Savage always famously says or has shared with me, let's get to yes, finding a way to get to yes. She was she was encouraging you to get to yes, Brian. That's what she was doing right there from the jump. She was encouraging you to get to yes. So uh, great story. I, I always love hearing it over and over again. I feel like every time I hear it, I hear a new nugget of of love and success that that really just kind of underpins everything and, and weaves through your story and your journey. All right. Shifting a little bit. What are some of the things that the two of you are working on both together and or separately or independently? Brian. Um, So together, we're both trying to build our businesses, Um, you know, and and we're both trying to find time to invest in ourselves and in our kids and, you know, supporting each other and everything that's happening in our lives. Right. Um, You know, personally, I'm, you know, I've made a commitment to build my business. I've made a business, a, a commitment to, um, be healthier. I turned 50 not too long ago. Um, I'm, you know, as I say, I'm now on the other side of that hill. The view isn't all that much different on a day-to-day basis, but 
Um, you know, but still, I mean, I got a lot to be around for a long time yet. And, and I want to, I want to be there for my kids. So I've made that investment. Um, I'm always working on my golf game. It's, it's a, uh, it's a love hate relationship. Um, I love the game. It hates me. Um, you know, but it's, you know, those are the, those are the key things. And, and really, I think the biggest one is, is I feel like we work on our relationship together a lot. And that's a really important thing. That's great. No, I, I think that working on things together and definitely the relationship you have with each other is, is instrumental and it's foundational for anything that's going to help you independently as well. Allison, what about you? Yeah. I mean, as Brian mentioned, there's a lot of growth happening too, which is exciting, right? We're looking at, um, of course, all of the things coming in 2023 with everything with the book, right? That's exciting. And, you know, Brian has been really understanding as I've been head head down, really writing it. And now I feel like writing it is actually the easiest part. It's all of the, the work that comes after for marketing a book and, and doing all of that. So I'm excited about that. I jumped in headfirst into Charlie Health and I absolutely love the team. Um, so I'm spending a lot of energy just getting everybody um, acclimated to a new leader. And, and loving what I'm doing and the people that I get to, to work with each and every day. I feel very, very, very blessed to be a part of um, a mental health startup that's really focused on ending youth suicide. You know, and then I'm excited about everything with AWC, right? So I've been building my consulting company for over a decade. I have had many different iterations of this business. I feel like I'm finally at a point too where you know, bringing in additional coaches and scaling the business and and really setting it up as a different business model that supports what I want to do outside of it instead of being so stuck in it, right? I think there's stages and phases of entrepreneurship. And I feel really blessed to be surrounded just by an amazing team of people that want to be a part of this. And so um, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, the She Believes She Could community is so special. This podcast is so special. And I'm looking forward to continuing to invest time and energy into it. It brings me so much joy. And I know it's doing the same for others. So for those that may not, or maybe newer to our podcast, what is AWC? What does it stand for? Yeah, AWC is Allison Walsh Consulting. So I've had many different consulting businesses over the years, but um, when my best friend and I wound down our previous company, I leaned into um, back to a solo practice. And now I have other coaches that coach under the company too. I'm looking to expand this year and add um, additional coaches as well. And we also take on different brand campaigns and all kinds of fun projects, initiatives. And of course, this podcast is a big part of that. So when the when the book launches this year, will you be having a unicorn bus tour? You know I'm going to have a unicorn bus uh, tour because you already signed up to be the driver. <laughs> to, to I, be me. I, I've got to get know. my CDL so I can drive said big bus. But uh, Allison did. Brian mentioned too. He's he's had the big fifty. Allison and I will actually be celebrating our fortieth this year uh, within thirty hours of each other, probably at the same venue. Mine will be on July seventh. Hers will be on July eighth. So that's very exciting. So for all the other cancers out there, we will unite this year for those, especially those celebrating their 40th birthday as well. Um, okay, so you talked about a lot of different businesses. You got a lot of different uh, uh, unicorns in the air, if you will. But how do you how do you balance multiple businesses and family? How do you make it all happen? Man, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, you know, with each business, there are hundreds of clients pulling you in different directions. With the with the three kids, they're each of them is pulling you in a, in a half a dozen or a dozen different directions, um, you know. And then, you know, the the relationship with Allison that pulls you in different directions. It's it's 
you're everywhere all the time. Right. And, you know, and so, I mean, you're constantly, constantly juggling and trying to figure out where do I fit this in? How do I make this work? Um, scheduling is a huge thing. Um, if it wasn't for a calendar and a task list, I'd be lost. Um, you know, but the things that keep me grounded are, are, are the home, right? So as long as, as long as I know I'm here and I get to, I get to see the kids at night, I get to see Allison in the evening, we get to have dinner together and we talk about our day. Um, you know, we start our days basically the same way. Um, you know, that, that's the foundation so that everything that happens in between all the craziness, all the running around, you know, all the last minute hiccups, um, you know, they they all sort of, they all sort of fall into place. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, it's kind of fun. Like right now with, with Bradley, uh, he's a little bit into T-ball, maybe not so much. Um, he, he started Taekwondo loving that, but that's added a new dimension because up until now it was just take the girls to dance pick them up, take the girls to dance, pick them up, you know, and, and that's all we really worried about. Bradley hadn't gotten started, but now that he's getting into things, it's just even crazier. So, you know, a lot of calendaring, a lot of conversations, um, a lot of good schedules that have to be followed and, and, and adhered to as much as possible. I love being a part of the family calendar. And I like when my invites are accepted too. I feel like, you know, it's just, it's something we do. So I understand. I get it. Allison, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, he hit it. I mean, I think really being aligned, like Sundays are important for us of like looking at everything, kind of zooming out for the week, what's coming down the pike, right? I travel for work. So on those weeks, you know, we really, really, really lean on our support system and our family and everybody that we've invited into our world to help us be able to do what what we do on a daily basis. And I think that's the big thing that I've learned is that at different stages and phases of life and your career and family and everything, you, you have to be okay with asking for support. And I think like there's this misconception that, you know, you got to do it alone. You got to make it, you know, figure it out the hard way. You don't, right. There's a lot of amazing people that want to support you, your dreams, your goals and everything like that. And thankfully we're really blessed to have my family right here. And, you know, of course, all of the people that we've involved in our lives that help keep this bus moving forward. And, you know, again, it's as the kids get older and and they get busier, we want to be more present. So that means that we have to have the support in order to be able to show up and be there for them. True. I mean, I love everything that you just shared. And and, and really, when we talk about love, uh, talk, t- share me a little bit about what your love languages are with independently and, and really how you incorporate those into your daily lives with each other. Brian. So I'm, I'm kind of realizing that it's a little bit of all five and it varies depending on what's happening and what's going on and, and, and everything else. Um, I was asked this question recently and I, and I leaned on quality time and physical touch. Um, but one of the things I've realized more recently than that is acts of service is probably the biggest one, you know, just, and it's the littlest things, whether it's turning off light switches, um, you know, or um, picking up and putting shoes away. I'm, I'm, I might be throwing a couple of little digs, but these things matter to me, you know, like they, they mean the world to me when it happens. So that's probably the biggest one at the moment, but you know, I mean, it, I do. I, I really believe that love languages, all five of them are spoken by everybody and it varies. It really does. And that's a good thing. 
So I, I love the little digs and maybe our next episode will be divorce court, but you know, nonetheless, it got us here. So Allison, do you want to save us here? And uh, yeah, I'll bring us back. I'll bring us back. So I I've got a clear top two, right? So acts of service is huge for me. As I mentioned, support is everything. So, you know, dinner being ready or even just having the coffee pot ready in the morning, like that matters to me, right? Anything that can make things work, right? Or the, or the music of your people every evening. Yes. Yeah. I do enjoy a nice martini in the evening and Brian (laughs) will always have that ready for me after a long day at work. So thank you, sir. Um, But, you know, and then followed by words of affirmation, right? So I do like to hear like I'm doing a good job or I'm headed in the right direction. Anything affirming, because for me, I'm always challenging myself and pushing myself. And so the atta girls matter, right? And and for me, that that does uh, make an impact on how I feel. Thank you both for sharing. Uh, hopefully we, sur- we survive this together, right? Uh, Brian, we, we, so we've, Allison has shared with us that we're at our 100th podcast. We are obviously both Brian's are now on the podcast. So, so the gentlemen have joined the show, but as we really diversify the podcast moving forward and, you know, having more gentlemen on the show, what, um, what helpful business advice would you be able to share? Uh, but also how can they support the ladies in their lives, both personally and professionally? And, and how are you doing that currently? So I, I think the biggest piece of business advice, um, it's the ABCs. Who is your attorney? Uh, who is your banker? And who is your CPA? Know those three. You know, and, and if you know them and you have contact with them and they're involved in the operation of your business, um, more so on the proactive side, not the reactive side, uh, I think your business is going to do that much better. Uh, that's probably the best nugget I can give you. Um, in terms of, you know, just in, in terms of Allison, um, man, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm her biggest fan, if, if not, you know, one of the biggest, but I think I'm her biggest fan and, and supporter and, and definitely sounding board, um, you know, because as soon as I get up in the morning, she's already been up. She's up at 4.30 every day, right? Yeah, way too early, um, way too early. Yes. Way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's up and she's cranking and, and I get out of bed and I, you know, Part of my new year, I'm now working out in the morning, but the first thing I get hit with is, um, you know, this question or that question or this thought or that idea. I haven't even had a sip of coffee yet. I'm still groggy and, and you know, trying to get my wits about me. And she's already going a million miles a minute, um, you know. And so just being there at that moment and saying, okay, yeah, I, I, let me think about it a little bit and, you know, we'll talk. It's enough for me to say, and for her to realize, like, I'm involved and I want to I want to know more, um, you know, but I mean, a lot of it's just giving her her space. I mean, she needs quiet time to write. She needs, um, you know, she needs time where, you know, she can work on this project or that project, um, you know, and whether it's keeping the kids occupied or like she said, you know, the dinner or the coffee, anything, anything in the periphery that I can do to help that's me supporting, you know, and and sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes. You know, I don't have to be hands-on touching things. I just have to take care of stuff on the, on the back end of things. And and it gets her moving along and, and, you know, a well-oiled machine. 
for sure. She's Tina Turner and we're the backup dancers. I get it. You know, absolutely. Support is everything. <laughs> it's always key. Uh, so also talk to me a little bit about, uh, so we've talked about the, the different people in your lives. We've kind of touched on that, but tell me about your inner circle and, and really the importance of not, you know, again, having the right people on the bus, but having those individuals on the right seat on the bus, both personally and professionally. Allison, you want to take this one? Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, my mom used to say to me, you'll be really lucky if by the time you're in your thirties, forties, that you have five really good friends. And I was like, that's insane. Like I'm going to have all the friends and I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is nuts. And honestly, it has become so true. I have a really, really, really tight inner circle. And, you know, I talk a lot about this in the book too, about creating a board of advisors. So I've got dear friends, right? Two of you are right here, two of the closest people in my life, as well as a couple of girlfriends that I just absolutely love and adore. And then I have a really solid group of mentors, coaches, consultants. I'm very, very, very protective of who I allow into this inner circle because I realize the influence that people can have over you. And I really work hard to stay in a good place and to surround myself with positive people that are going to lift me up um, and that I can do the same for, right? Obviously everything's not going to be great all of the time, but you want to have cheerleaders in your corner that believe in your next level of growth and that aren't going to pull you back. And I've noticed, and I've had so many experiences over the course of my life where as I've continued to grow and others haven't, or where I've continued to grow and something's been triggered in somebody else because they're not doing what they want to do or something's not going well, it can be really, really, uh, negative, right. Or catastrophic to the way that I continue to show up. And so, you know, thankfully I had some eye-opening experiences in my early twenties that really made me realize how important this is and how critical it is to surrounding yourself with people that have your best interest at heart and those that you can show up and be that for them too. So we're really, really protective of the inner circle. Thank you. That's very good, solid advice. And I think many of us could benefit from uh, so in the words of Blockbuster video, for those that can remember, uh, they always shared, be kind, rewind. Remember that? I'm going to rewind us back and ask you both, what are you both giving your kids and your family today that your younger self would have needed or wanted? Brian, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is opportunities. Um, you know, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. There was There was no arts. There was no culture. There was none of that, right? Um, and so living here in Orlando, um, they have the opportunity to go to the Dr. Phil Performing Arts Center. They get to travel. We get, we're, we're trying to schedule things where we can take them places and let them explore more parts of the world. Um, I mean, when I was really little, I went to Canada. And that was probably my only out-of-country trip uh, up until the point where I traveled to Europe. And now I've been out of the country a bunch of times after that. And I think that's important. There's a whole world out there. They got to see this. They got to understand that. Um, and just knowing that we are there to support them and, and help them pursue and chase and work hard at every single dream they have. Uh, I think those are the two biggest things that we are doing or can do right now at this stage in their lives, um, you know, to, to make it that much better for everybody. Sure. Those those three tiny little humans have a lot of dreams and they are chasing them all. Trust me. I watch them when I come over. They're chasing everything. All those dreams. Allison, thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I echo that as well. I think I grew up, my parents worked so hard to provide opportunities for me. You know, you and I are both only children, Mr. Schweitzer. So, um, you know, it's been, I feel very grateful that I had a lot of love, support, attention. I was never lacking in that department at all. I think what I wish we would have done more as a family was travel and go and experience other parts of the world and do it together. So I think we're both really looking forward to being more intentional about taking the time, being present, unplugging. It's certainly something that is a conscious effort, right? It doesn't just happen. So again, going back to the support aspect, going back to planning and being really intentional, we have to make the space. We have to create the opportunities and then go for it. So we're looking forward to a lot more chances to do that with our kids. Excellent. Thank you. Brian, this next question is loaded. So if you can just give me a concise answer in a couple words or a couple sentences, I know it is, but uh, tell me what it's, tell me more about what it's like when you're, you're living with this, you know, just super powerful woman, overachiever, powerhouse. When I hear, think of Babel, the badass boss lady every day, you know, I see your schedule for the day. We already talked about it. She starts at four, four thirty in the morning, super early. All that makes me already want to have a nap already. So tell us what that's about or what that's like from your perspective. Oh man, I, she's like the Energizer Bunny, right? Um, you know, her schedule, it, it, it provides its own set of unique challenges. And, you know, we've kind of figured out how to adjust to it. Um, you know, when she started getting up at 4.30 in the morning, it was like, what are you, serious? Why? Um, but, but, you know, then, then you see the momentum and then you see all the results. And, you know, one thing leads to another. It was just, it was really cool to, to, to watch and, and participate in. But, um, you know, I mean, for me, the one thing that I, I think I want her to understand and, you know, and I, I try and do this with her is I think Ferris Bueller said it best, like life moves really fast. If you don't stop and take a look around once in a while, you're going to miss it. Right. So just making sure that she tries to stay grounded, um, and, and take some time and breathe and, um, and enjoy little bits of what we have with the kids and everything else that if I can do that once or twice a week, um, then everything else is completely worth it. Right. Y'all are going to be empty nesters before long. So celebrate the moments. Yeah. And I think that's, it's so important too. I mean, Brian does bring me back down to earth because my head just goes right. Like, I think that's, what's exciting for me is that I love to create. I love to build. I love to scale. I love to invest in people. I love to do all of these really cool things. And like, I have to regularly check myself and say, okay, you can do it all, but you can't do it all right now. Right. And so you have to pick and choose and prioritize. And, um, you know, I love, I love, love, love my mornings. They have given me the space to do the things that I enjoy to fill up my cup so that I can pour into everybody else throughout the day. But, you know, Mr. Walsh will attest to the fact that really by like six thirty, seven o'clock at night, like I'm unplugging, I'm disconnecting, I'm being present. I try as hard as I possibly can to not have to deal with any work related items unless there's an emergency later in the evening. And then we go to bed, right? Like and we shut down and the kids are dancing too, right? Like we get very little time with the girls during the week because of their schedules and they're both competitive dancers. And so, you know, some nights they don't get home until late. And so uh, the time that we do have, and, and again, the dinner conversation, I think is everything. We are very intentional about having dinner together, even if it's only one or two of the kids with us, but Brian and I sit down and have dinner together every night. And that means the world to me. And, and that, that really does ground me. It gives us a chance to talk about our days, what went well, what's on our mind, what we're working on. 
supporting one another, bouncing ideas off of each other, um, helping to open each other's eyes to other things, giving each other perspective. And, and so I just really appreciate that support. And, you know, for me, it, I used to get up at like five 30, right. So it was a, it was an hour difference, but it was during the pandemic that it started to go earlier in the day. And the reason for it was that I have to take care of myself, right? Like I have to practice self-care. I have to allow time for meditation, for journaling, for working out, for working on things that matter to me because I do pour so much into everyone else and I love doing it. But if I don't do it for myself first, it loses all the joy. I burn out. I'm exhausted. I've, you know, I've given away the joy truly. And so that gives me that time. And I'm really grateful that, you know, he doesn't mind that at all. So makes me happy. Yeah. I appreciate the mornings when I get up a little earlier, I understand the the prayer and the meditation that comes into the fold, getting some exercise, getting on the bike, all those things are important. So it's really, it's helpful for us to know ourselves and know what it is we need and what we need to be doing for ourselves in order to be effective with other people. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, so part of my professional role in a day-to-day as chief unicorn is I have the opportunity of interviewing folks all across the country. So w- one of my last and final questions here and in those interviews is always what questions if any, or question or questions, if any, did I not ask you that you wish I would have? I'd ask Mr. Walsh, what's next? What's next? What's, what's next, next, sir? Uh, breaking 80 regularly. Oh my gosh. Back to the <laughs> golf game. All right. No, um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're trying to build the law firm. You know, we want, we want to add people. We want uh, we want a new property. We want to, you know, we want to expand. We want to grow. Um, I think that's really that's really next, and um, that's been the plan for the last three or four years. But you know, COVID set us back. Um, you know, inflation post COVID set us back. So you know, we're we're it's a struggle, but that's I think that's next, at least on the business side, and and you know, on on the family side, it's I think it's just it's more family time and more travel. That's what's next. I, I really do. Allison, for as far as what's next for us, I agree with all of that. I'm looking forward to investing in real estate. Um, I'm looking forward to all of the things that Brian mentioned. And then the only other question, and I know we've chatted about this is like, what's next for the podcast? What's next for the business? What's next on that front? And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to everything evolving this year. And, you know, I think one of the big reasons why I wanted to write a book was to be able to share what I have and the stories and the lessons learned and the advice and all of these things with more people, you know, easier access. And um, I'm looking forward to all of the doors that open as a result of the book. And I'm, you know, going all in, I, I pray to God that it has success as successful as what I think it can be. And I'm really grateful for all of the support that I've had around me. And now it's about doing everything that I need to do so that I have no regrets in this book launch process and that our uh, unicorn bus tour is a huge hit, Mr. Schweitzer. I can't wait. And also since the gentlemen have, we've now opened the door to the gentlemen to join this podcast, who are your top maybe two to three gentlemen that you'd like to have on this podcast? This oh year? my let's gosh. Just, if let's Ed just put it out left. here. Oh my gosh. Ed Milet, if he would even entertain this for a second, I would just be so thrilled. He is such an inspiration to me. He's got an amazing podcast himself. I love his book, The Power of One More. We listen to his motivational videos all of the time, right? He's just 
phenomenal. Um, Brendan Burchard is another one who he really kicked off my personal development journey. And I had read a couple of his books. Uh, most notable was High Performance Habits. And it was that book where I took the assessment in there that I realized that yes, I am a high, high achiever. Yes. High performance is important to me, but here were the areas that I needed to really improve in order for me to be, you know, among the elite. Right. And that was my goal was to be the best I possibly could be. And so I would love to have him on this show. I think that would just be gosh, such like a huge, huge moment in my life to be able to say thank you to somebody that really changed it. Excellent. Excellent. So if those uh, few folks are hearing us out there, just let us know and uh, we'll definitely have you on the podcast. Be super exciting and Chief Unicorn may come back. But really in, in parting today, I just want to share that, you know, you both mean the world to me. I don't have any siblings. I, I always say that my parents got it right on the first time. So Allison and you and I share that that only child experience. Um, but I do feel as close to you as if you were a sister to me. And that's a special bond that I'm super grateful for, very proud of and, and honored to have with you. You know, Brian, you'll always be Brian number one. It's I'll never be Brian number one. You can have the number one spot, uh, but I do appreciate your solid support that, you know, you really give Allison, but also the kids. It's it's definitely not easy for sure. I had her for a few hours of the day. You have her for all hours of the day and for a lifetime. So I know I definitely appreciate the work that you put into making all of this work and being a supportive father to not only uh, the kids, but to Allison as well too. So your, you know, your legacy and is just, is really strong and bright and I really value you too. So I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here today and I'm, I hope Hopefully I'll be invited back. You know, this is exciting and hopefully don't have to wait for episode 200 and hopefully it's uh, maybe every 25 to 50 episodes. But I've been, thank you so much for allowing me to be on today. Super grateful to be here and cheers to many more episodes to come. Oh, so excited, Mr. Schweitzer. We should just do a live series from the road, like live from the unicorn bus on the book, the book tour. That would sure. be so fun. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate you both being here. And Mr. Walsh, thank you for indulging me. I appreciate you coming right. on the show. Of course. Well, thanks for finally inviting me. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right. That's enough. Love you both. Bye. Bye. I hope you loved today's episode as much as I did. Again, I cannot believe we are starting season five, episode 100. Thank you for celebrating with us and for getting to know a little bit more about the people in my life. I always love spotlighting amazing guests and bringing new people into our network and really sharing them with you. But uh, this is a really special episode for me today. And so thank you for being here. And again, continue chasing those dreams. Keep going after what it is that you want and surround yourself with amazing people that are also cheering you on and have your best interest at heart. So again, I believe in you one thousand percent and my goal is that you do too we're going to keep this conversation going over on instagram and in the she believed she could facebook community so if you are not there i hope you are soon and again take care of yourself talk to you soon bye-bye